Welcome to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships. Great evening, senorita. All right. Uh, Great evening. It is a beautiful, beautiful day, and we are discussing some uh, really good stuff tonight, Poppy. Um, Welcome, everybody, to the Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, and tonight we're talking about um, realistic versus fantasy in your dating life. So uh, let's just jump right on in. We, let's do uh, it. We had some really, look, our listeners, I'm telling you, you guys and ladies are the absolute best. When we post things on our Facebook forum, it I'm telling you what we got out of this topic. I was thinking, you know, is it just me? But I was kind of interested in how many of us are puffing up, you know, romantic fantasy when we're out here looking for a mate, you know, like, um, you know, you want somebody over six feet, over six figures, um, best looking thing in the world you know guys might be looking for you know 40 double d i don't know but it's just like are we really putting together a relationship or are we putting together paper dolls to play with Mm, yeah we're about to um we we about to have a a real conversation and it's funny when you brought this topic up, it made me realize I've had a lot of friends ask me about this. They're like, yo, like how realistic is your expectations with what you're looking for in a mate? And I've, I've kind of have to, you know, uh, stop and assess like, man, am I being realistic? Right. And that's what we wanted to talk about tonight. So I did do some research uh, beyond, you know, just getting in our audience opinion because i was just like you know is this really out here is this this in our heads you know um and i found an article why it's time to embrace romantic realism that's what i you know i put romance romance realism um fantasy whatever and this one came up by uh gene selby written march 16th of 2022 so we'll definitely post the website uh for your uh own reading pleasure our listeners Uh, But it talked about releasing certain things. And a few of those things were releasing the idea that there's one soulmate out of billions of people in the world that you could only really love one person. Release the Disney fairy tale life. And then releasing this thought that things are going to always be fireworks and passion, but realizing that passion is going to wear off after the first couple of years. And what are you left with? And so that was really intriguing for me, Poppy, because you know, having been married and divorced, having been online dating, um, having been a romance novel reader, like I love Bridgerton. Everybody that's out there who doesn't know what I'm talking about, get on Netflix. It's some good fiction. But how much of that really impeded my ability to pick a good mate, especially when I hadn't really done a lot of healing work um, when I first got back out there and I was like the idea of of us not having a happily ever after the way it's sold to us with Hollywood movies um even Nollywood and Bollywood for that matter (laughs) everybody wants a happy ending but 
what if we have a companionable ending? What if we're friends more than we're, you know, lovers going out for, um, you know, all this grand passion and, you know, it'd be great to have it all. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. Uh, I don't know that this article really championed the thought that having you know, <laughs> continued passion was, you know, it was, it was really knocking down the, the idea that you're going to keep feeling fire for the person that you're with. But, you know, I think we talked about it so often on the show, communication being so key, but how many of us are looking for a good communicator? You know, tell tell the audience tonight, um, Poppy, you asked me a really good exercise for the show. And and let's talk about that a little bit, because I think looking at whether you got a fantasy or you got a reality, uh, you know, something that's real. It, it starts with this list that we we created. So what I did is, you know, as, as I was thinking about this topic um, and. Kudos to, uh, I think, Margot. She's the one that mentioned that she has a list of requirements, right, mm-hmm. that she seeks in a, in a mate. So then uh, it kind of made me think, right, like, hey, you know, what are some characteristics or qualities that I have to have? And I said, let's let's just do our top five, right? Like, in mm-hmm. no particular order, just five characteristics that I have to have in a woman for a serious relationship. And I came up with... Uh, number one, outgoing. She's got to be outgoing because as you know, as the listeners see, uh, I, I'm a pretty social guy. I'm right. very outgoing. I like to, you know, explore, like to travel, all that good stuff. So mm-hmm. somebody who's very introverted, it just wouldn't work for me. So outgoing is one. Um, family values, obviously being Latino, mm-hmm. uh, that's key. And somebody who's not really tightening it with family or just doesn't um, believe in the whole family concept, that would be a struggle for me and that would be a no-go for me. Mm-hmm. Um, once children, obviously. I feel that that probably has uh, been my crutch and my biggest struggle in my pursuit to a long-term mm-hmm. relationship is to find a woman with that's in the same phase of life but that can also want and can have children. Yeah. Uh, for you know, long-term relationship or, or a serious relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is adventurous. Um, I'm sure those who know me, those who follow the podcast, I'm a pretty outgoing guy, pretty adventurous, and obviously in the bedroom, I'm very uh, open-minded, and you know, I'm into the bonded scene and all that stuff. So somebody who's ultra conservative or vanilla just it just wouldn't work for me. Uh, I'm the the horse is out of the barn when it comes to that. So I would need somebody who, you know, likes to explore, be adventurous and, you know, wants to try new things when it comes to that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mannerisms. Mannerisms are important to me. My parents raised me and my little brother to, you know, say you're welcome, say good night, say yeah. good morning, please. Thank you. Uh, and even, you know, I've, I've mentioned this on the podcast that even when I go out on dates, I notice when a woman uh, says thank you and please and you're welcome and how they treat, you know, the waiter or, you know, people around them. So to me, those would be my five must-haves. Okay. All right. I like those, Um, especially um, like the personality, the family values. I think that's something that you don't really hear a lot of people say, Um, you know, just reading the dating app profiles, you know, when I was a part of the the dating app scene, uh, which I have come off all those apps and everything. So, 
Um, but that wasn't something that you always saw. And I think those are very important. Uh, my list included integrity. Okay. Because I think honesty is very important, but integrity to me is sort of like you said, how they treat other people as well. Not just how honest you are, because you can be honest and be rude as hell. Right. Um, but integrity, you know how to treat people, you know how to be honest, you know how to express yourself appropriately. Uh, a spiritual life, strong spiritual life is very important to me, especially with the work I do. I I really, you know, I've dated people who were non-believers um, and no judgment. You know, people are on their own journey, you know, discovering themselves how they need to. But for me, it's kind of like you said, with the whole family thing, that just was such a, a huge uh, gap between me and the other person that I just felt like I was never going to be able, I would have had to have compromised and I wasn't willing to do that with my own spiritual life. Um, financial fitness. Now I'm not saying that this has got to be somebody who's a six figure and up person, but somebody who believes in paying their bills on time. Uh, somebody who knows how to handle money, knows how to manage um, whatever you do have, right. whatever, a little or a lot you you're good with your finances that's that's very important to me because you know just like emotional abuse takes place inside relationships financial abuse is also real uh so that's very important to me uh somebody who's emotionally available and engages with people well um not just emotionally available to me and then you treat everybody else like shit you know mm, yeah that's a good point very good point and then sexual compatibility, because I think too often we don't want to say what we really want. And in that area, it can completely destroy your relationship if you're a very passionate person. And um, and, and not just when I say sexual compatibility, not just the act of making love or whatever, but somebody who likes to hold hands, somebody who uh, touch is a love language for them. You know, I love to hug. It was so difficult for me when COVID first came out and we couldn't hug people and we couldn't touch people like it. It really grieved me um, just being the person that I am and not just with a, a mate, but with anybody. So right. um, that one for me um, was definitely a must have. So with that being said, our folks online really dove into this and one of the first comments mary matthews uh we just want to uh, shout her out her first word was realistic period no person will fit a hundred percent of your mold or desires but if they meet a large number of the criteria you desire you keep them and watch to see if they are truly going to continue to be that person or if they're putting on a good front most people take a while to relax and show their true colors i thought she was spot on she nailed uh, it yeah. Oh my gosh, right off the gate, you know, you talked about the dating representative dangers and too often, and this is where I feel like you need to know your own list, but you may not need to share your list, especially if you're on a dating app. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> definitely people, don't want to, yeah. you don't want to put everything out there because then that can be used against you or they can prey on that. that so yes. uh, as a, as a person, right, you do need to be careful because yeah, that dating representative uh, can get your ass in trouble and can get you in a bind. So I do agree that you do need to be selective with how much you put out there. I mean, I think it's important to have certain standards. 
Yeah. And to have certain, you know, characteristics that you seek. Yeah. But definitely be careful uh, how much you share because, you know, that person's going to be like, all right, I need to, you know, uh, force myself to do this. Or I need to force myself to go hiking because this woman likes to hike. And, you know, if mm-hmm. that's not your thing, eventually that's going to get old or, you know, you're going to you're, you're only going to be able to keep that up for so long. Right. Uh, Kimberlin, Kimberlin Terrain said realistic. I require a job, kindness, and a sense of humor. The rest we can figure out. Seems the most unrealistic desire I have is finding a man who also wants a long-term partner. Oh uh, I was like, wow. Oh like, the ladies really came out with it in this post, some of them. I thought, wow. Yeah, they um, they came out guns blazing. Listen, I, uh, I, I have something to say on that because... Being on dating apps, I mean, I've been, you know, on and off on dating apps since I've been, you know, separated and and divorced. And it's funny because one thing that I always see is more or less right along these lines is I I see a lot of women that mention I want a guy that has his life together or quote unquote his shit together. Mm -hmm. Right. And it sounds good. Right. Makes sense. I, I get it. However, when I when I run or when I match in with a woman like that, uh, I also flip it on them and I ask them, do you have your shit together? Right. Because, because if you're saying that, hey, I want a man that's well established uh, financially. I want a man that's emotionally available. I want a man that's going to make time for me. I want a man that's going to, uh, you know, be romantic. Mm-hmm. And I'm so my thing is. Do you have your shit together and are you able to provide those same qualities that you are asking for? I think that's so important. And you know what? Recently, well, I guess, you know, about six months ago or so, I shouldn't say recently because it really was about last year. Okay. I kept feeling like I was running into people who were emotionally unavailable. And I finally sat down and asked myself, are you? And I was shocked. Out. I was not. I was picking people purposely. I think, you know, subconsciously who weren't. So that way I knew I could stay free. I knew I wouldn't have to get overly involved. And I knew that the relationship wouldn't last because I was still in a place with some hurt that I had not resolved. And so this list that we made, I think is a great idea. Thank you again. Um, Margo. Go is Margo Payne who said the the list, but also really Mary, you know, talked a lot about you know the the qualities and things that you want for your criteria. But I think you need to really write that stuff down, and then look at your list yourself before you go on a date, and see how many of those things do you do with integrity. I had to look at myself and say, do you keep your word to yourself? Because I can't keep it to someone with someone else if I don't keep it for myself. But that availability got me, Poppy. And I had to really be honest with myself and go, you're still struggling in this space. And you're not going to find the person who is going to be open with you until you can unlock that door for yourself. Listen, and I think this is actually a really good exercise. And I would encourage anyone who you know maybe is reflecting or maybe just wants to kind of assess where they're at as far as with what they're seeking sit down and write you know some of your top five or top seven characteristics Mm -hmm. and make sure that what you are asking you are also able to bring to the table 
Yes. Now, Margot's list was 13 items, and she said some of them were theoretically. (laughs) (laughs) But I love this because she gave herself a qualifying number. She said, if you don't check off at least seven of them, we won't work out in the long run. I say she's really done some homework on herself. She said, either I will grow to resent you or you will grow to resent me. For example, one of the items is has or want kids because I have them. And if he's anti-children, this will not work because he just doesn't understand life as a parent. Another one likes to travel and does travel. I spend a lot of time and money traveling. And if I'm always leaving him at home, that's not fun for either of us. I thought that was a great, great example. of. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And not just check people off of the list or, you know, somebody's perfect because they check every item on the list. But being able to just kind of weigh in and see what's really important to you. And if somebody's even, you know, close, you know, three out of five or, or something like that, then, you know, you're at least moving toward a sense of compatibility and companionship, not just it's all about the passion. It's all about, you know, and I'm not saying I don't discount, you know, physical qualities, because if you're not attracted to somebody, you just may not be attracted to them. And, you know, but I, I've i tried, you know, dating men that I found who were amazingly beautiful, handsome, whatever. And then those that maybe aren't anybody's cover model. And there's good and bad in every group. You know, you, you're going to find some frogs who are very pretty on the outside and their insides don't have a thing going on. But then I've also dated men who weren't necessarily the most attractive on the outside, but the way they treated me, the way they um, opened themselves up for me, it was, it was so like they changed, you know, the way they looked to me changed because of the way I was treated. And so I think, you know, looking at your list again, I may not be everybody's cup of tea, you know, I, I may not look like somebody who wants a slim woman. I'm a little country thick, but you know, <laughs> country thick. I've never heard of that. Is that a new thing? <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I might not check off that on somebody's list, but I bet you I know how to treat you and, and make you feel special. And so if that's important to you, I think I'll, I'll line up appropriately. But um, another thing I was talking to somebody the other day and we were talking about how, you know, you're out and just because somebody is nice to you, you know, nice used to be on my list, Poppy, a long time ago, but I grew up because nice. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but nice. Somebody can be nice to you. Somebody can buy you a drink. Somebody can buy you flowers. Somebody can right. take you out and talk to you wonderfully. But that still doesn't mean that your values and your needs align with one another. And some people are out there miserable with the nicest people, but all they got was nice. And I'm not saying that's the worst trait you can pick. They're not mean to you, but you're not growing all the time when nice is the thing that you're looking for. And I think, again, it's about being honest with yourself and then acting in honesty with the other person when you see that this really is not what you had hoped it would be or it's not helping you to grow or helping you to be who it is you could be with another person. Like you got to just know when to pull the plug, you know? Yeah. And, and that's why one thing that I, I've always questioned this because oftentimes on these dating apps, 
I'll see women that put on there. Uh, I don't know what I'm looking for. And these are like women in their thirties and forties. So these are grown women. Yeah. And I have a problem with that. And I'm going to tell you why. If you're on a dating app and you have no idea what you're looking for, then what the hell are you doing here? Yeah. You haven't done because enough you, you need to have at least an idea, right? Even if you're like, Hey, you know what? I'm just looking to meet people and we'll see where that goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm looking to see, you know, I'm looking to meet people and, and we'll see who sparks my interest or some, something along those lines. But yeah. when you're on a dating app and then you give me that answer, that is troubling to me because I'm like, you're on a dating app and you have no idea what you're seeking. I just find that very odd and very strange because I'm on dating apps and I have a specific purpose why I'm on dating apps to connect and network and socialize with women, period, point blank. Right. Well, Daniel Hummel writes, um, like I said, we had some really good feedback. Thank you all who, who wrote and really put some thought in, and energy behind these thoughts. Um, Danielle says, I've learned through years in therapy, what works is making sure you put your needs first and never settle. Stand your ground on what you want. Some things I learned you ha- you do have to compromise and that is the give and take on any relationship to work out. Just don't compromise your life away to settle to say you have someone. It's better to be alone with standards and boundaries. I really respected this. And I think that's a part of what you're talking about, doing that inside work on yourself, whether you do coaching, therapy, self-reflection, you know, sabbatical, I don't know, whatever you need, but doing the work to know what you want. And I think so often I know um, I grew up seeing women who weren't always vocal about what they wanted. Right. They were women who were very submissive wives. They were very accommodating to their men. And so that was how, you know, that's that's what I grew up seeing. And that's how I operated a lot where I would be afraid or not even afraid. I just don't even know if I had done the work to even think about what I wanted um, prior to my 30s and 40s, uh, because that's just not what a lot of us have been raised seeing and so it was just sort of like well somebody's going to come along and pick me and I'm going to be in love and we're just going to be together you know it's sometimes you you it sounds like how could anybody be that basic or things be that simplistic but if that's what you know that's what you know no and again and you know I think it's important right that you need to have a good idea of what you're seeking and it's important to establish that early on when you're not emotionally vested so that when you see disturbing patterns mm-hmm. or irresponsible behavior, you can refer back to your list and your standards and be like, you know what? This person's clearly not meeting this standard. This person's clearly not meeting this. Cause here's the thing. When you try to do that, when you're already emotionally vested and wrapped up or when that sex just blows your mind, it's hard. It's, it's hard to just be like, all right, goodbye. I'm done with you. Most yeah. people can't do that. There's women. I ask women all the time, like, hey, like, if you, you know, if you feel that this guy is, you know, being abusive or, you know, being disrespectful, why just not block him? And some women are like, I don't know. You know, I don't want to or I just, mm-hmm. you know, I can't or I don't have the heart. And I'm like, then somehow you're still entertaining this kind of 
you know, this a conversation and, and disrespect. And you have to take a stand and be like, you know what? You're not, you're not for me. You're not respecting me. I've asked you to respect my boundaries and you still keep going at it. So I got to cut you off and keep it moving. Well, and I think that's a part of this whole fantasy thing. You know, we're talking about um, reality versus um, fantasy. And I think that is a huge part of it, that there are so many people who are caught up in their happily ever after. And they've already written a film in their head. They've casted this man to be the, the hero. And they're, they're still not seeing what he's putting down for real, like the truth of who he is and the red flags and all the things that, you know, you're excusing. If you're finding yourself excusing, uh, rationalizing or explaining away somebody's behavior to your friends and family or to yourself, you may need to take a relook at the person and see who it is you really are with, because you may be fantasizing somebody who is not good for you. Um, there's a, a person that I follow on IG, okay. uh, handed chef. And this was a post um, from the, from a couple of days ago. And I just have to share this because it was amazing. And it says, stay with them through ups and downs. Like, you know, that's something that people say all the time, you know, ride or die, all that. He writes downs are not cheating, disrespect, abuse whether verbally mentally physically spiritually manipulation it is not gaslighting it is not control downs are financial hardships health issues Mm. death or injury rough points in a relationship such as arguing lack of intercourse losing the spark Um, downs are trouble keeping or finding individuality individuality in a relationship right stop normalizing putting yourself through trauma trying to prove to somebody that you love them. Ooh, wow. That's, that's heavy. I like it. That's uh very enlightening. And I think a lot of people, you know, need to reassess that. So speaking on this conversation, I was happened, uh, you know, I was hanging out with some friends the other day and I have a friend of mine who let's call it what it is. He's a very conservative guy mm-hmm. and You know, he's a single bachelor as well, very successful, self-employed, all that good stuff. Um, And, you know, we were just kind of talking about the kind of women that we're seeking, right, for something serious, right? Mm -hmm. And he brought up a couple of points that really alarmed me. Um, And, you know, he likes to talk this kind of stuff with me because he knows that I'm, I'm pretty plugged up with the you know, the dating stuff. And, you know, he knows that I do the podcast and even has listened in before. Anyways, he mentioned that a couple of things. One is he says that ideally he would like to find a woman who's a virgin. Mm -hmm. And I said, bro, fantasy. (laughs) that is, this is 2023, my man. Good luck. (laughs) I don't give a damn what part of the country you go to. You're just not going to find that anymore. That is, that is a lost art. But the probability is getting real small. I think, I mean, we have sexualized culture now. I mean, it's just everywhere. So that may be difficult. That that's good. And I told him like, bro, listen, I, I get it that it's, you know, you know, you know, some of it kind of stems from religious beliefs mm-hmm. and some of it is just, you know, personal preference. But 
he's a 37 year old man hey. and hey. you're not going to find a 30 something year old woman that's a virgin very very hard very seldom put it like this I've been dating for five years I haven't met one so hey, listen what we need to say is what you put down on that list can you provide <laughs> you know it's funny yeah he's definitely not a virgin I can tell you, you that <laughs> attributes so I told him like, bro, that's that's not I told him that is not realistic. You're you're gonna have to you're gonna have a tough time finding that, especially from you know a 30-something year old woman. Another thing that he mentioned was you know, he, he was concerned about, you know, a woman's past and how many partners she's had. And I told him, bro, you're going down a rabbit hole that's mm-hmm. not worth it because you weren't there. Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, yeah, you weren't the past there. is the past. You, Whatever you, you were not part of, you know, her life. <laughs> and let's be honest, that's like her trying to critique you for women that you've been with in the past. Like it's not fair and it's not worth it. And frankly, you can't control that. Like who who people have been with before you, yeah. that is out of your hands and out of your control. So my thing is focus on what you can control and what you can bring to the table. And obviously, that to me, I completely disagreed with those two points and you know respectfully right we were just kind of shooting the you know shooting the shit and having a few beers but i thought i'm like bro that that is not how dating is nowadays (laughs) well and that's his list he's entitled to it of course but again you know reality versus fantasy and i think just as much as women have idealized you know you know a hero on a noble steed coming through to get him you know, I love Shrek for that because, you know, Shrek, <laughs> Shrek talked about like those whole romantic notions of right. ever after. But what happens when the guy that you fall in love with is an ogre? But then what was funny was that Fiona was too. You know, she was putting on that representative. Oh, and- man. Fiona, Fiona was tripping, yo. <laughs> and her was the ogre. It wasn't the princess, you know. Um, so I think that was a real good um characterization of how we expect so much from this other person and and honestly you know god rest his soul kevin samuels isn't wasn't one of my favorite people to listen to but one thing he said i agree with that there are so many people out here looking for somebody who is so amazing and so rich and so um influential and so you know put together but then you out here still eating spam out the can with the key. Oh man, that, that I, hurt. That hurt me right now. I said spam. <laughs> yes, I did. But I was like, and no, no offense. I, you know, I had my heyday with spam as well. I did. I'm not putting it down because I still might eat a little bit if I get to my mama's house and we have a little girl's time. But my thing is, you got to quit asking somebody for filet mignon when all you can serve at the house. It's peanut butter and jelly. Oof, man, yo, listen, we 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 dropping we dropping some hard truth right now. But you know, it's gotta you know it's gotta be said. And listen, I've had people ask me, right? Like, um, are you being realistic with your dating, um, you know, requirements? And I think it's important to stop and think about this because sometimes you know we keep trucking away and keep plowing away. But I think it is important to keep that in the forefront that, hey, these are some of the expectations and desires that I have. And, you know, I'll be honest, right? Like, for example, the the children thing, right? I'm a man, so 
my biological clock is a little bit different, right? Uh, I could be in my mid forties and still be able to, 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 you know, have children, you know, assuming everything is, is right. ideal. Well, listen, really, you could be in your eighties, like Strom Thurmond in South Carolina and still <laughs> you know, pop, pop one out. You know? You, you know, yeah, that's true. But I, I don't know if I would want to go that route in my eighties, but, but agree, agreed. But obviously a woman, um, biologically speaking, women do have a biological clock. And, you know, and some women understand that, look, you know, I don't want to be, you know, in, you know, late 40s and trying to worry about children or, or changing diapers. So I get that. So, um, you know, I know that, hey, uh, there's going to come in a, a point in time in my where if I get a certain age and I'm still hanging on to this dream, well, maybe, um, you know, having children the natural way isn't going to work and I may have to consider other options. Right. And I think, you know, just kind of listening think about your friend you know wanting a virgin well in today's world that's putting you in like the teens almost and even that is still a little murky you know what i'm saying uh with yeah that the yeah, that i mean i i don't know but can you really be with an 18 year old even a 20 year old and you're almost 40 like is that realistic do you have enough in common other than your ability to have a child and the desire to even have one because the 20 year old may not want a kid at 20 they may feel like that's too young i need to live my life before i bring a child into it but you know at some point you're getting to an age where finding what you say you want is going to be next to impossible or you're going to start having to look at some cultural um differences because maybe in a different culture you could find that in an older woman but are you set to date someone outside of your said culture or race or whatever? So you start bringing all these different variables in, like really what's the most important thing to you and finding someone who is going to be a, a companion, hopefully for life or at least for a good minute. When, if your list is unreasonable or if your list is highly improbable, you know, not even unreasonable. I mean, maybe that's not unreasonable, but maybe it's improbable at the age you find yourself trying to start over or maybe just starting out. Maybe you, you know, you played so long that you've now waited to get serious and you want something you should ask for in your twenties. Yeah. And listen, and I, I have buddies that, you know, and not just um, pick on him in case he's listening. No, this is another buddy. This is another buddy. This is another buddy. that had, You know, he, he likes ladies that kind of look like IG models. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, bro, that that's that's not realistic. That's editing. That's filters. <laughs> that's, that's not makeup. realistic. Like, you know, <laughs> a lot of those girls are, you know, they're not just, you know, falling off trees and, you know. They might be country thick too, Pop. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had, you know, I've kind of bust his balls a little bit like, bro. You know, you you, uh, you and these IG model tastes, you, uh, yeah. what's that saying? Uh, beer taste on what is it? No wine taste on a beer budget. Champagne <laughs> taste on beer budget, exactly. You know, whichever whichever um um euphemism you want. You know, whether you want champagne or spam, we got them for you tonight, Bobby. Right. But listen, I <laughs> think just to kind of uh, put a bow on this conversation, I think uh, I would strongly recommend and urge people to try it. Just sit down one day. And, you know, come up with a list of 10 things that you got to have or 10 things that you really feel like you need your partner to bring to the table. 
look at that list and be like, all right, I can bring this, I can bring that. So I would want my partner to bring this and that. So that way you you're cognizant of it and you keep it on the forefront so that when you're out here in these streets and dating and when you get in your fields, pull out your little list and be like, okay, let's see where we're at with, you know, how this dating situation is going and what I'm, you know, seeking and requiring, uh, from my partner. Uh, and you know, like we said, right. When you, when you start getting those feelings, things start to get a little hazy and a little blurry. And then yeah. you start to compromise yourself and your ethics. That's right. But, and I'm not saying that the list is the be all end all either, because sometimes we do find really good people who may don't check off all the lists. We're not even saying you got to have every item, but you do probably need to know what your non-negotiables are so that, you know, two, three years after the passion wears down, you don't find yourself look, looking across the table going, what in the world did I do? Like, you know, absolutely. I was in a bad place when I got you. <laughs> yeah. And listen, and, and the idea is to be able to do this when, you know, you're not emotionally wrapped up and when you're, when, when you're thinking with a cooler head, because That's once, it. once somebody's in love and you try to reason with somebody in love, it's forget about it. It's like talking to a drunk. Perfect ending. Perfect ending. <laughs> um, we just want to thank everybody for listening. Please check us out on our website, www.jorgeandnelsa. No, excuse me. That's our that's our email. Therelationshipcycle.com. You can email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com uh, to give us story ideas. Um, if you've got some feedback for us, if you'd like to be uh, perhaps a future guest host with us on the show to talk about one of our topics, uh, please get in touch with us. And that YouTube channel's coming, folks. Stay tuned. Yes, exactly. So excited for that, Poppy. Uh, but that's all we've got for now. Until next time, everybody. Buenas noches, good people. Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.